Hello and welcome to the Adventure Games Podcast. My name is Shorsha Dunbar and I'm your host. This is episode 90. That's right, 9-0 of the Adventure Games podcast. And it's the very first and possibly last time <laughs> we will be going live. <laughs> but apologies in advance. This is the first time the three of us are recording live. And it's a little bit more complicated than at least I thought. So well, I think we'll, we'll get there. Um, I am joined, as always, by uh, my two good friends, Laura Cress. Hello, Laura. How are you? Hello, I'm, I'm good. I'm excellent. That's good. And we've heard as well from Thomas. Hello, Thomas. Need I ask how you're doing? <laughs> I'll just be the grumpy old man tonight. Oh, Thomas. <laughs> as, as opposed to... Anyway. Oh. Normal. <laughs> right. Big it's love for Thomas. A very short Thomas, episode, everybody. this. <laughs> Big love for Thomas in the chat, please. <laughs> yes, please send, send love to Thomas. I think, I think you really need it. Uh. Um, so as I said, we are live, but it will also be going out later as a normal episode of the podcast. And as I said, it's episode 90 in 10 weeks. We'll be reaching 100 episodes. I, did anybody ever think that we would reach 100 episodes? We haven't reached it yet. A lot could still happen. <laughs> I think given what happened today, <laughs> I don't think any of us thought we would be reaching 100. I'm, I'm surprised we reached one episode given what's happened just now. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but yeah, we already have spoken to a pretty amazing guest, um, which we're going to keep under wraps for now, which will be for episode 100. And um, Thomas and I spoke to, it's a pretty big name guest. And it's pretty cool to speak to that person. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, we'll see what else we do, the three of us, to celebrate this achievement. Because it is a milestone. Um, certainly, I didn't think we'd reach 100. So, again, huge thank you to everybody who has supported us over the last two years now. And we'll be giving more details about the 100 episode uh, as we get near to it. And uh, now before we get to review, so we're going to be talking about different games. We're going to be searching for beer. We're going to be... <laughs> <laughs> Looking Thomas for love, love in all the wrong places. So Thomas, you're going to be searching for beer and then for love. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should have. I don't know. <laughs> Do we swap them around maybe? Or yeah. I don't know. <laughs> or maybe we'll see, beer we'll first and then, and then love. Yeah. And then yeah. Laura, you're going to be... Uh, chicken who was a police officer as well. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really work as no, much doesn't. that one, does it? And uh, and yeah, I'm going to be talking about a text game about mental health, which I'll be talking briefly, which I played a few <laughs> a few days ago, a few weeks ago rather. So, but before that, we ha um, before we get to the news we're talking about now, I just wanted to give a shout out to an adventure game developer, Stephen Alexander. I'm sure you guys uh, know or at least follow on Twitter. Um, he is from uh, Infamous Quest Adventures, and he's made several games, including Quest for Infamy, which are games inspired by Quest for Glory. And as anybody who follows him on Twitter and social media know, he, he has been suffering from very serious health issues the last number of years, and in particular 2020 has been really tough for him. 
but the good news is that, that even it was last week that he found a match for a kidney because he's waiting to get a kidney for the last number of years and he found a match last week and the operation was successful. So yay. Yeah, that's awesome. Which was absolutely fantastic. And he's back home now. And now he still has, you know, he's still not 100% yet, but he's, he said he's doing much better. So, uh, you know, I want to give a shout out to Stephen Alexander. Yeah, let's, um, let's hope uh, they hope can... This works. Uh, the, the kidney takes. Yes. Apparently he's... Now, don't, I don't know if this is true or not. Apparently he said he still has old kidneys, which I thought, I thought they removed, but apparently not. But that's something I learned. <laughs> and, um, I have no comment on kidney expertise, well, I'm afraid. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, well, shout out to Stephen Alexander. And now he still has a lot of bills to pay for all his medical expenses. And if people want to help him and themselves, one way you can do it is by buying his games that are available on Steam. Those are available on GOG or not, but they are available on Steam. So you can, uh, each person who buys one of his games will be helping him out and helping you out because those games have gotten some very positive reviews. So if you want to play games similar to Quest for Glory, uh, you can buy his games, Quest for Infinite, but you know, several, it's made several others as well. And you'll be helping him uh, pay for his medical bills as well. So it's a win-win for people so yeah. shout out to Stephen alexander i don't know if you listen to the podcast but shout out to him anyway um right so uh we have some news as well with adventure games um and just i suppose it's some pretty big news um uh laura you're the one who told us about this on discord about uh, a remaster of a popular game series um do you, do you remember <laughs> <laughs> yes i do <laughs> you're not old um, like me yeah. thomas <laughs> Yeah, Sam and Max, they're remastering the old, well, the first season anyway, of uh, Sam and Max, the Telltale Games. Hmm. I like it already. This feels oddly familiar. It was a commissioner, Max. Multiple reports of malfeasance in the neighborhood. That's my favorite feasance. That fiend hypnotized you to do his unspeakable bidding. This qualifies as a baffling mystery. I'll drive. Not while I'm alive. Exactly. I may have accidentally chewed through our brake lines. Good to have you back, little buddy. What are we waiting for? Sam, I'm getting confused. You're not the only one, little buddy. Destroy! It's like a dream! The kind where you wake up screaming with a gun in your hand, your pillow torn to shreds, and the upstairs neighbors calling 911. The best kind! I guess we should get back to work. Not yet. I'm still on my break. Okay, now. At first I was a bit like, oh, does it? Because they were quite, they were fairly recent, the Summer Max games, the Telltale games. Um, and I was thinking, how much of a remaster do they need? But 
uh, take a look at all the kinds of things they're doing. They've, it's not just like completely, you know, they've not just like slightly changed the the graphics and that's it. It sounds like they've they've invested quite a lot into it actually. Yeah. So from what I read, they have changing, you know, updating the graphics, they're putting the control system and adding in music. And I believe they're changing one or two voice actors, uh, if I'm correct as well. And yes. Again, uh, I also believe that this is for season one, and this game was released 14 years ago. Okay, so it was quite a while yeah, again then. Which I know yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't feel like it. It doesn't seem like 14 years, but hey ho. 14 years. I know. It's, cr it's, it's crazy. But, uh, it flies anyway, when you're having fun. <clears throat> I know, yes. And we're having so much fun this year. <laughs> Especially this year, yeah. And uh, does, uh, does anybody know a release date? Because I didn't check this. I probably should have. I'm but... guessing next year. I don't know if they've given... Uh, oh, no. Okay, so they've said uh, Sam and Matt Save the World, the episodic point-and-click adaptation, is coming out on the 2nd of December. So that's really oh, soon. Wow. Oh, yeah, that's a lot sooner than I thought. Same. Well, right before the holidays. Yeah, perfect timing. And uh, what, just what are your thoughts on this? Do you think it's, it's good news? Do you, would you prefer a new game? Or do you think it's necessary? Do you think it's... Uh, I, I don't know. I know one or two people have said it, you know, that they thought it was a cash grab. I'm not sure I completely agree, but, you know. But it depends on the quality, guys. doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I think we'll know when the game comes out. Um, yeah. I, I believe they've been working on it for quite a while. And uh, so, yeah, I think more, it's probably more if you haven't played the original series, because uh, I don't, I mean, I've already played the, the first season. Um, so honestly, I, from what I've seen, I don't know if it's worth getting again just for this, but I don't know, maybe mm. it is. But if it's just, you know, a remaster, I'm like, oh, I've already got, and the graphics look quite nice from what I remember <laughs> the first time. But hey, it's good news. Hopefully this can sell well and um, we can uh, maybe get a new game. This is from the previous, from the former Telltale people who worked on this game. So at least it's people who worked on it previously. Um, yeah. So again, so Sam and Max Remastered is coming out on PC, I believe, on second of December, which is uh, which is exciting. Um, yeah, I yeah. think it's a good idea for uh, so like uh, X and Matt in the chat uh, on Twitch says I've never played the Telltale Sam and Max game, so this appeals to me. So I think yeah, that's uh, if it brings more people into that yes. world. And of course, yeah. Now I remember playing. I remember really enjoying it. It was great too because this was shortly after. But it's in 2002 when Sam, when Sam and Max Freelance Police was cancelled by LucasArts and then the rights were bought by, I think it was some guy in Germany who's the CEO of a games company, but that fell through. And so then finally went to Telltale and um, it was very successful. I did play season three, which I want to play at some point. Um, so yeah, if you haven't played it then, it's going to be the perfect time to play this game. And, um, and then anything else? So there was another game. We, we spoke about this game, Thomas, uh, you and I, at least. We spoke about uh, Stasis, I believe you say. It was Stasis. <laughs> the Stasis, I think. I'm getting confused with Spanish. Well, the, the, from the developers, Brotherhood, who made the original Stasis and Beautiful Desolation, which me and Thomas reviewed. Mm -hmm. And they announced last week as well a sequel to Stasis called Stasis Bone Totem. And a demo is available right now. And so you can get this game on Steam. They have information, they have a trailer, they have graphics, they have a demo there, and they have uh, more details about the game there as well. And you can see for yourself because Beautiful Desolation, you know, overall it was, you know, really good. A few maybe little niggly things, but Stasis, the original, it was the adventuregamers.com. It was their adventure game of the year back then, I believe. So 
um, that, you know, hopefully this game can be as good as that. Uh, so I thought people might be interested to hear about that. And then I don't know if I told you guys this, but this time last year, I was in Canada. Did I tell you guys uh, once you, or you twice? You mentioned it Did a I little bit. It? Yes. I, and, it work, and I can't remember if I was sending you guys texts while I was in Canada with photographs and, you know, rubbing it. I, I can't remember. I can't remember anything about that. I don't know. I'm not sure if I did uh, mention it at all. But anyway. You also never mentioned that you went to Boston. Yes. Did I mention that? That I was in Boston oh. and then yeah. New York and... Yeah, well, unfortunately this year I, can't, I couldn't return to Toronto for obvious reasons. Uh, I went last year for the Wordplay uh, game conference. And now the good news is that the Wordplay conference is still continuing. But this year it will be virtual, like almost every other uh, game conference uh, this year. And so anybody can attend. And so this is, so in this conference, so they... Basically, you you know have games that use words and basically tell stories. So there's plenty of games, a lot of text adventures, and there are some speakers there who will be talking about different topics. And um, this year, developers will also be uh, showing up, showing off their games as well, and playing through their games and talking to people. So if you wanted to see some developers, there's a lot of games that I didn't know about last year, which were very interesting. And so you can find out more. I will include this in the podcast, the show notes, but for anybody watching live on stream, it's handeyesociety.com forward slash wordplay. Yeah, I will post that now because I've actually posted, I accidentally posted a a link to a literary festival, which has nothing to do with. (laughs) No, it can be quite confusing. It's with the Handei Society first. Yeah, I've got that now. Check Um, that out. So you can check it out, check out the games. Oh, and I should probably say when this is. <laughs> it is uh, it is taking place on the November 21st and 22nd, 2020. And you can watch this on Handai Society's Switch stream, which is on their website. Yeah. And again, you can watch it. It's free as well. You don't need to pay any money. And you can check out some of these really, really interesting games that will be happening um, this uh, you know, that weekend. So that's in a few weeks, a time of recording. And uh, finally, before we get to reviews, um, I don't know if you guys know there there was an election, not that election, not that election, there was another election, I don't know if you guys heard of it, to see who would be the leader of the country of Swordland. And uh, Anton Rain has been elected as leader of Swordland, and he will be sworn in on December 4th to Either of you guys have any idea what I'm talking about? No, Shosh has hit the bottle again. No, I think so. Yeah, he's always done maybe some LSD or. I am, of course, (laughs) talking about Suzerain, which is a new game coming out on on December fourth, and this game is a kind of like a political simulation, but it's also a narrative-driven game where you make choices and you are the political leader of your country, Swordland. And you basically, ha- your country has a, been in recession for two years. You take over from the previous leader and you have to then make decisions on how to lead your country. So you can decide to be a progressive leader to help the, you know, the poorest people, or you can be corrupt. You can decide how corrupt you want to be, you can, how you deal with the media. You also have meetings with your cabinet and you know, to deal with potential scandals in the cabinet involving 
your cabinet members mm. and as if that will ever happen with politicians, right? <laughs> um, not saying anything in, in, you know, specifically, but I played a demo and it was really interesting. There's a lot of information in it because you have different newspapers that you read the articles, you have biographies of all of the people in the game, all of the characters who you meet in the game. Uh, you also have infighting in the cabinet, which you have to deal with. You have to pick sides as well. And you have to decide uh, where you put money in. So put money into roads or in cities or in the countryside. Uh, you have to decide if you meet a media mogul. That sounds like an enormous amount of work. Yes. It, it, <laughs> from the demo, it was. It was a lot of writing, but it's, it's, it was really interesting. I really enjoyed it. And so um, that game is Suzerain. It is coming out on Steam. So it's S-U-Z-E-R-A-I-N. It is coming out on Steam on December 4th. So if anybody's interested, you can check out that game when it is out. As I said, it's, it might be a little bit overwhelming from the demo that I played with all of the information, but it's, it's really interesting because it's kind of like a political sim, but a narrative game at the same time. There is a narrative driving the game and you make choices like you would in typical uh, adventure games as well. So uh, that is coming out on December 4th and it is Suzerain. Uh, right, so I think that's all for news. Anybody, any of you guys know, have anything else before we get to reviews? No? That's it from me. Yeah. Okay. Okay, um, I know it's been a lot from me, but just very briefly, <laughs> we will hear from Laura and Thomas now, and I will shut up now in just a moment. But I just want to talk very quickly about a text. <laughs> Thank you, Laura. I know you love the sound of my voice. <laughs> uh, it's a lovely Irish accent, isn't it? And the Irish brogue. Um, well, I want to talk about a game called Betwixt, which is a text adventure that I played. And this is from, now I'm going to butcher this name and I do okay. apologize in, in advance. Uh, it is from Elitsa Dermenzajska. I don't think that was too bad. Um, now she, <laughs> she mentioned the game to me that she was making with uh, an award-winning fantasy author, Natalia Teodoridou, and uh, champion boxer turned cognitive therapist, Hazel Gale, on a mobile CYO game called Betwixt. So she told me that her players have described it as lifeline meets Lord of the Rings in terms of feel. It combines story, music, interaction, and imagination with resilience building techniques from a range of therapy styles. And so the basic idea is that you go on a journey through a strange magical world which mirrors your inner reality. The safe remove of the story allows you to get a valuable new perspective on yourself and your new life, and you become your own therapist in a way. They also won two UK innovation grants for the game, and they've launched a closed alpha. And I played this um, a few weeks ago, and it, it, was, it, was, it was interesting. So you basically, as I said uh, you know, just now that you're going through this strange magical world. And again, you have to make some choices. So there are, there are different chapters in the game and in one chapter, so you're in water that is, you know, you know, coming up and then you have to relax and you have to choose how to relax to try and save yourself as well. So it, it is dealing with mental health and it is dealing with how to cope, you know, with different coping mechanisms, um, but also has a story built in as well. And it was, it was really interesting. It was, um, it was well made. It was well written. And I did, you know, one of the best things I can say is that I did feel more relaxed after playing it. I think we could all need to, to, be, to feel more relaxed, uh, you know, in this year of, of all years. 
and um, so I was I was invested in the in the story as well. I, I wanted to know who, um, you know, what the worlds were, why I was there, who was the other character. So you can also see, you know, decide if you trust that other character, how much you trust them, and then that will also, you know, show you how much you relax and how you can cope with stressful situations as well. And it's well written. And I would definitely uh, recommend for people to check it out. And you, you, you're yes. saying it's a text adventure. So do you move around by typing north and south and east no, and west? No, and well, te sorry, text adventure. I mean, I could choose your own. So you just make choices. So, oh, so it's more of a choose your own adventure. Yeah, sorry. Right, sorry. Yeah. So you choose, so you just make choices in the game. And you basically, so basically you have, you know, choice A, choice B. And you make the choice and then how much do you trust this person how you respond to this person what techniques you will use that kind of thing and it did you know as i said i was invested in it i was invested in the game and they are you know it is designed to help people relax and cope with stressful situations um, now the full game has not been released they have released a better version of it um i believe where's that uh, Yes, so you can find out more about this game on www.betwixt, so that's B-E-T-W-I-X-T, dot lif, dot life, sorry, <laughs> lif. Lif. <laughs> <laughs> dot lif. That's the <laughs> Irish way of saying life, or life. Okay, so, oh, you okay. went a bit Dublin there. I know, Rui. Anyway, I'll Rui. say that again. So it's www.betwixt, B-E-T-W-I-X-T, dot life. And so people can find out more about the game. They can request access to the better version of this game. And uh, I like to say that they will set people up with keys then to try it out. Um, so, so that is, again, for the podcast, I will put the links up in the show notes. Right. I think have people had enough of listening to me? <laughs> Never. No comment. Never. Thank you, Thomas. <laughs> so um, you also played a few games so you went searching for beer didn't you in well not where's well, my beer so how did that go for you? I, I wanted to say I, I wasn't searching for any beer but i actually was searching for just pilsners because uh, in this in this game and i have not finished it yet um but it's uh you play a guy just a regular guy who is uh getting out of the bus in Norway and he just wants a Pilsner but every cafe and bar in that town only sells craft beer and like the most ridiculous names of craft beers and everything you know it, 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 it the whole game uh, really takes the piss out of that craft beer culture and hipster culture and uh, and everything and while well, you're just a regular guy who just wants a regular beer that comes out of the tap and doesn't want uh, Pakistani pale ale. Uh, I think that's one of the one and uh, mother where art thou IPA and stuff like that. He doesn't want that. He just wants a regular beer, and that's damn hard to find in this town. Uh, I've not succeeded at that yet, um, but it's a, it's a really fun and funny game. I thought uh, so far, I'm 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 very much enjoying it. It looks really good. It, yeah. it has its very own style. It looks good. Uh, it's challenging. Um, yeah, I'm enjoying it. 
And it's kind of looks like it is sort of a traditional kind of point and click adventure game then. It is very traditional and in a way like it, it, it basically mimics the old scum engine. You have a, a series of uh, verbs that you can use and then uh, you, uh, you try and combine that with items and things on screen. You can talk to people. Uh, it's very easy. Uh, the controls are very easy, very straightforward. Um, the puzzles are not always very easy, so that's that's how it should be. And uh, yeah, it's it's funny. Okay, so you have, you said you haven't finished it. Do you know how far you are, more or less, in into the game? To I have a feeling idea? that I I'm, I have a feeling I'm I'm only like maybe twenty percent in. Ooh, okay. Oh, okay. So there's still a bit more. Uh, and have have you found beer? I presume you haven't found beer yet. Oh, I've, uh, there's a very fun mechanic in this game where you have to be tipsy to be able to talk to people. Oh. Ah. <laughs> yeah. So there's actually a drunk a drunk a drunkometer or a tipsyometer or something. I don't know exactly what the name was again. But um, if you drink one beer, you're a bit tipsy, and if you drink two beers, you're tipsy. And as long as if you're sober, the only persons you can t only people you can talk to are bartenders. Oh, and if you're tipsy, you can talk to other people because uh, you're so socially awkward, you really need to be tipsy to talk to people. Okay. So, uh, which which I'm, we I'm, don't I'm, encourage, you no. know. No, of course not. I'm, I'm constantly buying uh, alcohol everywhere and then getting extra alcohol in my pocket. So if I get sober, I can immediately get a buzz on again. And is, that, is that part of the puzzle then? You've got to keep finding more beer, I guess. So you can talk well, to people. You can, no, you can you can just walk into a bar and and, and okay. buy beer, even though you don't like the beer they sell there. You can you will still drink it, of course, because you're clearly an alcoholic, uh, and you don't have to worry about running out of money. But um, right now, I, I I want to enter a um, brewing contest, so I can uh, because all the bars have the winner of the brewing contest on tap. So if I win the brewing contest, I can get regular pilsner on tap. That that's as far as I'm. I am now. That is that is my goal for the moment. I've al already uh, fished a wallet out of a toilet, and uh, oh. distracted a janitor with a uh, a viewfinder and and stuff like that. So it's it's yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's very typical. Everything. Okay, oh. and the, the the puzzles there. You mentioned that they're challenging. How how challenging would you would you say? There, you gave us some examples there as well. Do you think that well, the fact is that at the moment I have no clue what I'm supposed to do next. So that ah. is that is what I'm trying to figure out. So I'm Typical walking around adventure game. That <laughs> well, it doesn't have uh, a hint system. I think it's gonna mm. it's gonna get that eventually, or you can you can uh, you can add it as some, some kind of DLC. But that's not the okay, version I okay. have. So uh, I'm just trying to figure out what my next step is supposed to be. Do you think uh, the game would be better if it if it did have the hint system? And uh, your opinion, or would you use it if you? If, if it's well, if it's there, I'll use it. That's, okay. that's that. That is obviously something that that's gonna. That, but I don't know. Uh, I think that's very uh, up to you how you like to play uh, uh, games like this. You have people who mm. really don't like to uh, really want to figure everything out, uh, everything out themselves, and other and and but yeah. I'm playing these games also because of the story. So I always try to figure out things first, but if it takes too long, especially if it's a game I need to review, mm. then uh, I, I just want to get get it on. And, and most of the time, it's just because I missed an object somewhere or, you know, it's most of the time it's a very obvious 
solution. It's not always a monkey wrench. Uh, positive. <laughs> yeah, Thank goodness. No, I, yeah, <laughs> I know, right? I mean, in, in my opinion, I have not played this game at all. I would like to some stage. So this is more in general. But in my opinion, for adventure games that have challenging puzzles, I mean, I have absolutely no problem with challenging puzzles. I think, of course, they're a staple of the genre and they should be included. But I think especially these days, if an adventure game has challenging puzzles, I personally would like the option to have a hint system for, yeah. these, for these moments. Because I, mean, I think what developers should probably consider, at least if I were making a game, is that there are so many other games and adventure games out there. And we don't have as much time as we had back when we were younger. So chances are, while people still like to get you know stuck, I've seen that, and they like to they like to you know the real challenge. But also a lot of people, if you know if they're completely stuck, they will give up. They won't play the game. And I think it's a shame when the developers have spent so much time and effort and money making the game. Surely you want people to try and finish the game. And so I I believe personally that. Um, I mean, of course, you know, like uh, maybe Telltale games don't need a hint system or Life is Strange. But games like this, I think, that focus on puzzles as well as story, in my opinion, that there should be the option at least. If you don't want to use it, that's fine. But if you do want to use it, I think it would be there. And I would, I would say that, you know, for developers, play Beyond Steel Sky and see how they use their hint system because their hint system is in the main menu. So it's not in the game itself. It's not intrusive, but if you want a hint, you just go into the main menu, to the you know the options menu, and you have it there, and then you get uh, more and more specific hints. But there's a timer as well, so you don't get a spoiler for the puzzle immediately. There used um, to be a time where uh, you had to call a line yes, to get hints. Yes, those were the hint systems. Oh, yeah, and, and I also and I also remember uh, back in the day, and then now I'm 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 really showing my age now, but uh, at the 80s. You had uh, computer magazines that had actually um, that de dedicated areas for uh, where people could send in questions about adventure games, and that was how I that was a go-to area of mine. And I also remember, and that this this was cheating, but I had a I had uh, on my Commodore 64 there was this um, this cartridge you could put in the back, and that allowed you to um, basically enter the the see into the game's coding. Oh. Wow. Now, what happened with adventure games is that you could read all the texts that are in the game. So what I would do if I got really stuck in a text, text or graphic adventure game, so I'm not talking about King's Quest. I'm talking about, you know, the text adventures with pictures. So you go, you go somewhere and then, like the pawn and stuff like that, or, or text adventures without pictures. Uh, like I, I played the Dallas Quest. I, I'll never forget that. And then you, I would press the button in the back. And then I would go into the text and just try and find the situation where I was stuck and then hope that from the text I could deduce what I needed to do. Like sometimes it would say, yes, uh, oh, you used the shovel to do this and that uh, now the, the road is clear. So, oh, I needed to use the shovel. So I, I, I guess it's a, it's a way of cheating, but at least it allowed me to continue those, uh, those games because there were a lot of text adventure games. And I remember one that was based on Dracula where I never made it past the second scene, oh, where, wow. where, I, where I was in a, in a carriage and you had, someone had to get out of the carriage alive. And I never, never managed to do that. And that was like 10 minutes in the game, <laughs> into the game. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Wow. wow. That sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> it does. I mean, I thought ringing, having to ring up a hotline was yeah. bad because I remember well, doing that. I mean, I remember it, making my poor dad have to do that with Bugs Bunny lost in time. And he was having to speak to this poor, to this person and being like, where's Bugs Bunny got to go now? <laughs> but yeah, yeah but that... <laughs> those, those helplines were only in the UK and in, and in America and being yeah. uh, in right. the Netherlands. I was not allowed to call a hotline oh, that was I in mean, the UK. I, I wasn't really supposed to either. I think my dad felt sorry for me because I had no idea what to do. And he did it once and then he realized how much it cost and never again. <laughs> I, I was yeah. lucky I had walkthroughs for it. I know I'm more of a late bloomer. I, I believe it was, I was a teenager when I first started playing adventure games with Broken Sword 1 was my first game. Then I played, you know, LucasArts games and um, The Longest Journey and then Siberia. And then later on as an adult, I played uh, Sierra games. And thank God there were walkthroughs. That's all I can say. Yeah, often <laughs> often the, the games also just had like, if you typed help, then they would give you a hint, uh, especially in those oldest games. Often, if, uh, also sometimes if you type help, you would get the, uh, the options. If you want to go north, you have to press, you have to type N. No, no, that's not what I mean. I want help with this specific. <laughs> so, but yeah, so I was, I was, I was not even a teenager. I think I was like I was playing those games when I was nine, ten years old, with a with a dictionary next to it, and my dad in the next room asking, uh, and that's how I learned English. That's how well, I learned a lot of English. A lot of people learn that. Um, so cool. So then in you know, uh, dude, where's my beer? Back to. <laughs> Back to that. Thank you, Thomas. That, that's, I didn't know that. Um, but uh, so, and the, the last question then is, uh, so say if there is a, any crazy person, I don't know, who might not like beer as much, um, what, do you think they would still be interested in this game or is this more for beer aficionados? Well, you're not actually drinking beer. You're playing a game that revolves around beer. So, and it's funny. So, uh, I, and I don't drink it myself anymore, and I'm having fun with it. So, yeah, you can have, if you like okay. adventure games, it's an adventure game you're going to like. Cool. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay, so that is Dude, Where's My Beer? And Tom, you're still playing that. Um, hopefully there'll be a hint system there or, or something to help you through it, and, uh, to help you pass yeah. that, that place. We'll see, we'll see. Um, so, uh, thank you for that. By the way, I also wanted to mention that this is probably more for Laura's viewers, probably have more than, than us. If anybody wants to get involved or wants to make a comment or a question as well, uh, you know, if, if you've played these games, let us know. Yeah, do. Um, uh, please get involved and, uh, yeah, Laura can read out your comments then. Uh, so, um, so Laura, you also played a game, uh, Chickens Who Were Police. And this, this was it, it's a chicken police. Have you ever been with a predator before? Well. Well. Small case, we'll wrap it up in no time. What kind of case? The kind of case where if you come with me right now, you're not on duty anymore. What a pleasant surprise. The roaster coppers in person. Cluck in hell. Get yourself together, bird. Hey, is that how you greet two old friends? Hey, I'm not joking, Sonny. I got a shotgun under the bar. Whatever happens, never fall in love with that woman. I'm already daddy. 
exactly what I was thinking. You see, what the hell could have happened here? The last clucking color left this city years ago. And slowly I'll turn gray too. Not even you can see the world as that black and white. The nine o'clock show. With a glass of cheap bourbon. And the red gown. With the silent music. I'm tired of Every day the same. Don't be scared. I'm just really, really, really excited. And it's dead. This was a game that I have been following very closely ever since it was announced last year, a year and a half ago. Uh, I've been really curious, really interested, because it's, it looks bizarre, but in a good way. Um, but I'm curious then, so what can you tell us about Chicken Police? Yeah, and it's very true. It's a very unusual game, very striking game. Um, it's, uh, it's sort of, uh, well, I like to call it, instead of a point and click, it's a point and cluck. Hey, I was going to say that, actually, but I forgot <laughs> to say it. You beat me to it. <laughs> Sorry, apologies, sure, sure. <laughs> Uh, I had to get one bad pun. I mean, I've written this up for Adventure Gamers as well, which should be coming out soon. And there's lots of chicken puns in there. So, <laughs> yeah, do enjoy that. But yeah, you are, you do play a chicken. You are Sonny Featherland, who is, uh, he used to be part of this detective duo, the Chicken Police, with his partner, Marty McChicken. And um, they used to be basically this big uh, crime-fighting duo. Um, no longer, because something happened with... Uh, oh, the chat enjoyed my pun, by the way. I'll just say that. Um, uh, yeah. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah, they're part of the Chicken Police. Uh, they had a big row. Marty uh, shot uh, Sonny. And he's now basically... He's on paid leave. He's almost going to be retired. He, he's, out, he's out of the police. Uh, and I think what strikes you first about this game just is the sort of visuals of it, um, which uh, they've taken that sort of film noir feel uh, and take it quite literally. It's all in black and white. Um, all the animals, it's all um, a completely new world that they live in. And it's this, um, they're kind of like half animal, half human. It's a little bit weird it's a bit like a sort of david lynchian kind of vibe when you look at it because um they've all got animal heads and then their bodies are sort of human they've got human fingers and things like that so it's quite weird to get used to first but it's really beautifully rendered uh sort of 3d backgrounds so it's a really stylish um looking game and the idea is you are sunny uh, you're about to get retired. You're about to sort of finish your uh, stint at the police. And you basically, this uh, doe-eyed doe comes knocking. And she says she basically has uh, sort of one last case for you. Um, her mistress, Natasha Katzenko, who's a Russian cat, uh, you know, as, as, as she would be. Um, she is getting threatened. She's getting letters. Uh, someone has um, graffitied a horrible word on the side of her house. She's really worried about what's happening. So um, she mm. sent her sort of um, assistant to ask for your help specifically. And that's the whole kind of idea of it. Obviously, it gets more dangerous. So you end up having to go get your colleague Marty to help you out. 
And the whole point of it is it's this kind of like seedy dark world where you're, you know, you go around asking uh, people, trying to find out what's, what's going on, who's threatening uh, this cat uh, and why. And obviously people end up dying because it's a sort of film noir style game. Um, and it's just, um, the, the main point of it is you, you end up talking to a lot of these characters because you are, you know, asking for help, trying to find suspects. Um, and it's it, the voice uh, acting is amazing. It's I would say it's film quality uh, voice acting in this. If you caught yeah, the, any of my stream of it, I, I noticed that when uh, when you played the demo, yeah. that the voice acting was really really cool because I was not that attracted at first purely by 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 a screenshot, and then you started playing it, and I heard the voice acting. I'm like, oh, this is a game I want to play. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a. I think it's got thirty different uh, actors doing this, and very you know high quality uh, actors as well. And there's loads of different accents. Um, I think we were playing a game on stream where it was like guess what the accent's going to be next from the new character because there's loads of characters to meet as well. Yeah. Um, there's like a Scottish porcupine. Um, there's like and as well. I think what I really liked was the all the animals were kind of you could see they matched up to their sort of jobs and roles. So there's like detective, there's the chief of police called blood boil. Who's this bloodhound. Um, and there's this like sort of uh, sleazy Madame of a brothel, uh, Madame Zavas, who's like this crocodile. Um, so they've matched it up all really well. And the voice acting uh, to match is excellent too. Um, so yeah, it's basically you, you're talking, you talk to suspects, you talk to, um, friends you know colleagues and you're going through this world there's all these different locations to unlock um all the while there's this lovely jazz soundtrack as well which was really really good sort of reminds oh, me film of noir so yeah it very film it's got to be jazz yeah. hasn't it yeah exactly very much like grim fandango it reminded me in that respect and yet you're basically trying to uncover this case there isn't loads of puzzles and i think my one the one sort of negative i had about this game um was they clearly thought at some point you know we can't just have a game where you know you're going around uh, interviewing people and talking to people, and that's all that happens, especially because it's about a seven-hour-long game. So they sort of tack on these like little puzzles and mini games to kind of spice it up. Some of them are okay. There's like a little shooting bit where you have to, you're just like left-clicking to like shoot at a car that's chasing after you, and you can like sort of duck and dive. That's okay. That's fine. There's like a safe cracking thing, which is quite fun. But then there are like these little interrogation mini games, which um, you basically are told um, this person is feeling, uh, you know, this person's got a very honest personality, so I should focus on that in my questioning. But then you're a bit like, when you're given the list of questions to ask them, you're a bit like, oh, I don't, how does this match up with being honest? I don't understand. And it kind of stops mm. you from really interrogating them because you're all the while you're thinking of, oh, okay, I've got to ask them this question that relates to their personality. And I didn't think that worked very well. There's also a really weird mini game where you have to zip someone's dress up. Um, which game? I found a bit creepy. <laughs> and uh, I didn't really enjoy that part of it. And you've got to do it. And it's a mini game because there's like a pressure gauge and you've got to like make sure the needle stays within this, this uh, limit when you're zipping her up. Sexy mini game, says the chat. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. really. I found it no. quite um, creepy. creepy. Um, but yeah, so that bit, I was, I think some of the mini games and puzzles, they were clearly like, oh, let's like add a bit of variety. But then I just felt they didn't implement it very well, unfortunately. Um, I would have maybe just enjoyed a slightly shorter game and it was just, it was just, you know, chatting 
and discovering new characters because the characters are all really great the the story itself is actually pretty good there's like some there's lots of twists and turns as you'd expect from a kind of film noir um style game but yeah so i still really enjoyed it i just felt like those little extra bits sort of dragged it down unfortunately but on the whole you know really stylish game great voice acting and just very unusual even though it's like all about anthropomorphic detectives which we've got loads of it still stands out yeah it's the latest because there's been yeah. several uh and uh well animal detective games and <laughs> um black side was released last year which i haven't played yet and i know Colossal games is making uh inspector waffles which we played a demo we really enjoyed and mm-hmm. um there's is it inspector is it winklebottom that's oh uh, yes uh what is that one yeah that's the that's by cave monsters isn't it yes um, uh, who was also on this podcast last year <laughs> yeah um and there's, there's a few others that are coming out or that, that have come out yeah back, um, backbone no yeah uh did, did i ma- yes backbone is backbone coming out as well yeah. and it's a uh, lord lord winklebottom investigates yes the one by that's cave. the one i played a demo quite enjoyed it you know has, yeah, this, me too is this uh, another one for the long list of anthropomorphic uh, well done. <laughs> animal games? <laughs> yes, yeah, uh, for sure. I mean, it's, uh, it, they're all, they're like half human, half animal. So yeah, uh, but like I said, I think I thought it was, I thought even though it's very, you know, it's in that list, that ever-growing list, I think it still did a really good job. You could say it's at the top of the pecking order. Hey. <laughs> So far, at least. Yes. <laughs> so well, we're at uh, Saoirse's level of jokes now? <laughs> I haven't made any yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We'd like good. to keep it that way. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll, we'll see if I can make a few before we finish. Probably, um, yeah. So, okay. So that was Chicken Police. Thank you, Laura. Yeah. And also, um, just wanted to say, now I have not played this game yet myself, but... Uh, I don't know. I don't don't believe you mentioned this, but this game is not for kids. I mean, you also mentioned one is a bit creepy. I saw a bit of one of your streams when you were playing the game, and it was surprisingly sweary. Mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is a fair point. <laughs> but I, I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad thing because you know I have not played the whole game. Um, but just when I saw a little bit of the stream, I like I thought it was going to be more like humorous or, you know, like not childish, but you know, like something for the family with chickens and. But apparently not. It's a decision by the developers, which, you know, I respect. But how, how did that, you know, how, how did you find that? Did you find that it was a bit jarring or did it work in the game? I think it, it being a film noir, you know, that right. is the style of speech and writing in a film noir. It, if there, it's gruff, it's, it's, you know, realistic. It's, it doesn't pull any punches. It, it's very much sweary. I mean, uh, as I mentioned in my Adventure Gamers review, there are, there's also like, a fair bit of sort of sexism with them sort of being like oh you know like they slightly talk down to women or just dismiss them the chicken police or other people do um but it kind of makes sense within that world because it's supposed to be this kind of 1940s i mean one thing i will say is that the developers have made a lot of like a huge amount of detail in this world they've like come up with all these things like this law about the world you live in and how it was created and um the religion of the people there which it all gets added to your notebook and you can just read it whenever you want but yeah there's a lot of detail about what's going on uh, which you can choose. But yeah, I I kind of felt, I agree, it, it isn't for kids, definitely. <laughs> but that was fine because, I mean, like yeah. film noirs aren't for kids. So definitely, that, yeah. that made sense. And yes, it is quite sweary. There's a, it is a bit weird because sometimes they say like cluck off 
and then sometimes they say the actual word and it's obviously like as a bit of a pun and like for a bit fun but it's like well which is it which, which do you normally yeah. say yeah. uh yeah but no I, it didn't bother me too much. okay no i mean i i really love detective adventures and film noir so i think i'll probably be playing this at some point um but yeah no, th- you thank you thank you very much that's chicken police and people can read your review on adventure gamers as well yes it uh, should which... be coming out uh, by the time this comes out as a podcast it'll be out Sure, yeah, so I can uh, hopefully include a link to that as well in the podcast show notes. Right, so I think of the last game now. Thank you, Laura. So, Thomas, um, you've yeah. gone searching for beer. Now you're searching for love. Or, oh. Well. <laughs> oh, yeah, talking about not, not, not for kids and not safe for work. I yeah. played Leisure Suit Larry Wet Dreams Dry twice. Try saying that 10 times in a row. <laughs> <laughs> Hello everyone, welcome to my show. I'd like to apologize to all the fringe groups I might offend. Like women. <laughs> my name is Larry. <laughs> Larry Laffer. That looks impenetrable. Oh come on. When has a thick bush ever stopped you? look like somehow I wanted to be summoned. Are you trying to hit on me? Sorry. Instinct. Why does that always happen to me when I try to get close to women? The inflatable guy's valve fits right in the hole. That does make me a little curious. You have to touch it! You should see what happens then. Wow, aren't those some nice? My loins are ready to receive your lance in an act of fiery passion. It's one dynamite joke after another today. This is now a safe space for tasteless humor, people. Um, which is the sequel to the uh, very aptly named Larry Just Suit Larry Wet Dreams Dry. What, is it Wet Dreams? Don't Always don't, Dry? I wet don't, Dreams I, Don't Try? I can't believe we're talking about try. this. Yeah, I, I, I suddenly... <laughs> Speaking of not for kids, <laughs> they won't understand anyway, probably. Yeah, <laughs> I just that suddenly lost the... But um, yeah, which I played in 2018 and I enjoyed quite a lot. Uh, it's um, It's obviously... Uh, Leisure Suit Larry from uh, the, the old Sierra online games. Um, however, in the 2018 version, they did this very, very fun and clever thing where they literally pulled Leisure Suit Larry from Larry Laffer from the 1980s into the into 2018. And they got a lot of uh, humor coming from the um, duck out of water type uh, of, of, of comedy because Larry is a yeah, he was a guy. If you lived in the '80s, if you grow grown up there, you know that um, sexism was rampant, and uh, the way uh, people, the way men tried to seduce women back then, was completely different than it is now. And uh, it's a good thing, actually. Um, so they got a lot of humor from there, 
And this game actually picks up quite soon after that game ends. Um, so it's a bit hard to explain without going into spoilers about why, about how the uh, other game ended. But you are looking for a very specific uh, lady who disappeared. Uh, she was very important in the first game. And it turns out that uh, you, are, you are on an island and you are you're trying to find her. And there also a reason for that is that you're trying to escape a forced marriage. So, <laughs> um, oh, and where the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, it's a prophecy and, um, he has to marry, uh, uh, someone according to the prophecy and he uses, uh, the excuse of finding faith as she, as she's called to, um, uh, get from away from that. Her, her name is faith less. <laughs> so, oh, uh, yeah. oh, God's uh, sake! <laughs> there's a there's a lot of a uh, lot of puns. She used to work for Prune Enterprises, and they have the uh, the Pi Phone, um, oh, and um, well, the Pi Phone. The, the funny thing is that um, it is like an AI in the Pi Phone. Uh, he calls her Pi, and Pi is actually a lot more of this era than he is. So every time Larry makes a, a, a dumb remark or behaves like a like a nineteen eighties uh, guy in a leisure suit, uh, she usually um, hands him his ass verbally. Uh, yet somehow he always seems to attract certain women as well. So it's a bit weird. But Larry is, is he's basically a lovable loser. So he goes after um, he goes after her. He has to build his own. Uh, uh, his own, uh, what was it? Um, Jesus, I can tell that it's uh, late on a Friday evening. One too many beers, maybe. You, you can do this, Thomas. I want to <laughs> say, I want to say Fort, but it's not Fort because that's something completely different. Well, you can, uh, like a thing you can float on on the on the ocean. Raft. A raft, indeed. Jesus, Thomas. Grief. <laughs> Ah, I've lost a few, few brain cells playing that alcohol game, not even drinking it. <laughs> um, so he goes after her. And while the first game was uh, very much a spoof of current, of the current era with hipsters and uh, Me Too and everything in a good way. I don't, they didn't make fun of Me Too, but they, uh, they, they got the humor from, uh, from the interactions of Larry as an 80s icon with the modern world. Now it is more like um, a James Bond spoof where Larry is mistaken for a super agent. <laughs> yes, it is as ridiculous as it is. It could, it, it, it could have easily been, you know, like spies like us, like a movie like that from the, from the, uh, from the 80s, uh, where this was always a sort of a, a premise. So he goes, he, he, he lands on this island where he thinks he can find a clue where Faith is and he has to uh, do all kinds of things to uh, find her and um, eventually does. That's not a spoiler because that's just the goal of the game. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's, yeah, it's a, it's a really fun game. Um, it took me about 16 hours to complete. And I managed to complete it thanks to, uh, especially uh, because I streamed it on Twitch. <laughs> I, there were a few times where I was like, ooh, 
maybe I should not stream this game on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> because it is, it is very uh, not safe for work. And it is uh, very, there's a lot of sexual puns and, and jokes and some uh, innuendo there. Um, but thanks to a pipe cutter who, uh, who had already finished the game, who was in my chat, he uh, occasionally managed to steer me in the right direction. And uh, KCCC90 uh, helped me with another puzzle because there were two puzzles. There were a lot of puzzles in this game. It's quite a big game. And most of the puzzles uh, made sense and everything, but there were two puzzles that were a bit frustrating. And one has to do with a labyrinth where you have to go specifically the right way. And if you don't do that, you end up straight at the beginning and you can start over again. Uh, so if you miss something or you uh, misinterpret something, then you have to do that again. And um, oh, this uh, Casey says here in my chat, he said, I love the look of shock on your face when the man in the gimp suit descended onto the screen and you suddenly worried, is Twitch going to ban me for this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the man in the gimp suit is also wearing something in the crotch area that you need to solve a puzzle. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> this is, this is yeah, this is very much, very much 100% Larry Laffer, but also a bit uh, very much not safe for work. Um, so that was the labyrinth puzzle, and and uh, in the in the end there was a puzzle that was very much inspired by Groundhog Day, where if you did something wrong, you had you had to play it all over again. Those two puzzles were the puzzles where I was like, this goes a bit too far, a bit goes on a bit too long, uh, not in a good way. The other puzzles were were um, uh, were challenging, but uh, fun. Uh, so in general, I had a lot of fun. Uh, I hope the people who watched me play it also had fun, especially when, uh, when they could watch me get stuck on stuff. <laughs> uh, and occasionally they could steer me in the right direction. And they, they, did, they did it in a very good way because it was just like, hint, think of this. And then you, you they probably saw me and saw a light go on in my in my, <laughs> off my head. So, oh, I need to do this. Right. Uh, so yeah, thanks uh, thanks to Pipecutter and, uh, and KC for that. Um, so yeah, the, the the graphics are great. The graphics are really good, really really good. It's it's like you're you're watching a cartoon, like a very uh, very high end cartoon, like not uh, not some Saturday morning thing, but like a really good thing. The voice acting is very well done. Um, there were a few typos uh, here and there, and there was one character where the audio didn't always match up with the text on the screen. Those were the only bugs I could uh, I could detect for the rest the game played like a charm um, it it had uh, a, a quest log that was very nice so I could uh, always look up what I needed to do because at one point you need to do a lot of things and I was very glad that I had that so I could figure okay I probably need to do this first so I then and I think that will get me to this and uh, I could plan a bit uh, what I needed to do. And if I got stuck on a, uh, on a puzzle, there was always, I could always say, okay, let's try something else first. And then usually I would get an item that would help me then help me out on a different puzzle. So there's a lot of uh, silly humor. There's a lot of uh, innuendo in it. Um, overall, I enjoyed it a lot. I, uh, I enjoyed streaming it. Um, they, as with the first game, that I, I think I'm, uh, I reviewed it for the Gaming Outsider and I've, looking back at it, I actually thought I uh, scored it a bit uh, too low. I thought I sh should have scored it a bit higher. 
um, this game definitely uh, manages to capture this, for me at least, capture the spirit of the Leisure Suit Larry games and uh, makes a fun story out of it. If you did not like the old Larry games, you're probably not going to like these games either. But, okay. But I, I think it's, it's uh, important to mention as well that after the um, uh, low Leisure Suit Larry games, there were some other Larry, Larry games, Magnacum Load and another film bust or something. Those two games, at least the film game, was voted as one of the worst games of all time. So it's safe to say that this game is better than those, ga- those games, I imagine. Oh, this, yeah, I, I don't... I think I've, I think Have I've you played, played those games? I haven't. I, I played the Al sure. games, but I haven't played the others, Magnacum Lord and the... I know for others. sure that I played all the Al Larrys. So that's one, two, three, five... Six and seven, I think. And um, I was I was just thrilled that Larry was uh, was back mm. in an, in an adventure game, and I loved what they did with it in the first game. And I was really hoping that there would be a, a sequel. And again, I'm really hoping that there's going to be a sequel because I loved how they just kept uh, kept the spirit of the game, but went in a completely different direction by spoofing uh, spy movies and stuff like that. Uh, the the plot, if you distill it out, could be a James Bond plot, like uh, uh, the, the 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 James Bond movie where you have the the, the newspaper magnet that uh, tries to take over the world, or something like that. Yeah, well, okay. something okay. like that, something similar happens here as well. So and and they they. Uh, we get, there are a few characters from the, from the from the first game that make a reappearance in a totally different uh, kind of setting. So yeah, I, I I thought I thought they did a really good job. Uh, you get a lot of bang for your buck as it's it's not a short game, it's a long game, and um, I would I would definitely recommend playing it. Cool, I'm I'm delighted to hear that because again I, I was hoping that it would be good that it would do a do justice to the original Leaders with Larry series, but it also sounds like they're going forward with kind of their own series, like making it their own, that you said that it's, uh, you know, captures the spirit, but it also feels different like a James Bond movie, which is good, you know, which is, I imagine what Magna Cum Laude and the other game probably tried and completely failed to do, but to see like these developers have overall succeeded, which is uh, great to hear, you know, I'm delighted to hear that. Again, another game with, you know, I would like to try because I played the, the original Leaders of Larry games myself and I really enjoyed them. Uh, and also we had uh, Al Lowe on the podcast last year. We um, did. Yeah. Or this year. Oh my God, it was this year. It <laughs> <laughs> was the start of the year, wasn't it? Somewhere yes. in February or March? No, I, I mean, I, I, don't like remember, I don't remember my life pre-COVID, so... <laughs> but yes, I would, have, I would have loved well to, uh, to, to, to see Al Lowe play the the first new uh, new Larry and see what he thinks of it because I actually I think he would appreciate what they did with the mm. uh, with the, the title with the franchise. Yeah, it sounds like they are f- real fans of the original as well, and just making it you know different enough that you don't need to have played the original game. So it sounds like they are making it for no. the old fans, well not old, but you know fans of it, <laughs> um, but also for new players as well, um, which again is probably the best way to go for them I think to make it different enough as well yeah they, uh, they regularly um, make uh, references to the old games like mm. like the Bosky and uh, stuff like that yeah in the old ledger game uh, in the old ledgers of Larry games because they were the old ones were already 
technically not safe for work, even though they were not as wild as everybody thought they were. But you had, uh, if you did, I think like shift top, then a spreadsheet would pop on the screen. So if your boss came in, they, that's why they called it the boss. Ah. If your boss oh, came in, you yes, could do yes. that. <laughs> and then you could pretend that you were working when you were actually playing a Larry game. Ah, that's they, hilarious. Yes, I, I, I heard that before, yes. Yeah, and they make a reference to that as well. So yeah, it's, um, yeah. Uh, if, you, if you're going to play it, I recommend playing the, the first Larry Wet Dreams Don't Dry Twice. Jesus. Yeah, literally play play wet, wet dreams don't try, and then this is yeah. wet dreams don't try twice. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And you you played them, Thomas. <laughs> I've played them, yeah, but uh, my brain is. Uh, You've had a, a lot of beer, a lot of Norwegian uh, craft craft beer. <laughs> I wish I had. I wish. I wish I had. But um, uh, no, so, sounds good. And I and I saw on a screenshot that they were Larry was at the scum bar. But then the S was, I believe, uh, not lighted up. <laughs> so, oh, uh, dear. like that, I imagine. As I can oh, imagine. yeah. The name, the name of the island is Kent Come. <laughs> oh, it's, dear. It's, it's stuff like that. It's and, Kent, and but it, I mean, this was in the original series as well. So at least they're... Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's why I think they really managed to capture the spirit of the Larry games, but gave it their own twist. And it's clear that the people working on these, these two games have a real love for the originals and and that's also why i enjoyed playing it i'm not going to say that every joke lands or that mm. everybody will will find every joke funny um yeah. but uh they swing if you swing hard you miss sometimes and i feel that these two games the first and the second one are both uh fun really fun point and click adventures and they look and sound fantastic cool Awesome. No, so I'm delighted to hear. So, yeah, that is Leisure Suit Larry Wet Dreams Don't Try Twice. <laughs> well done. So, I think, is that it for this week? We've That's covered it. Lot already. That's it. Wow, that on our very first uh, live stream. That wasn't terrible, was it? We survived. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe yeah. we can see with the people viewing on Twitch. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you didn't think it was absolutely terrible. I hope we haven't wasted an hour of your time too much <laughs> i i hope i hope the people on my twitch also heard uh, yeah. the sound because i, I keep thinking that uh, maybe the, the sound didn't work or something Don't and, worry, they, and they just okay. see me yes. talking yes. into the air it's all <laughs> fine i mean if there is any issues which i'm sure there will be with sound or anything please let us know um also on my uh, chat uh, kccc 90 says we nailed it so thank you way awesome. so we'll probably do By the way, again. Uh, uh, what about uh, if people want to support us? Oh, yes. Oh, very Thank good, you. Thomas. Excellent. He I, always I, gets that in. I meant to mention this at the beginning because, as I mentioned, we are coming up to episode 100 and we have a very special guest who we've already spoken to. And at least, you know, part of that interview will be available then. I will be putting that. Uh, we have Patreon. I meant to say, first of all, start from the beginning. We have a Patreon because we are a very, very independent <laughs> podcast uh, that we pay for everything ourselves. We pay for now Zoom. We pay for the website and the domain. So if people would like to help out uh, to ensure this podcast continues and to help it hopefully improve that we, um, you know, uh, you can also support us on Patreon if you so wish. And if you do support us on Patreon, there are two tiers, you know, $1 per month, $5 per month. Uh, very happy to say that still the people who are our Patreon supporters all throughout all this year, nobody has left. So thank you to all the Patreon supporters. They're supporting us even throughout this pandemic. So huge, genuine thank you to everybody 
uh, support us. Um, yeah, there are some extras. Very much appreciated. Definitely. There are some extras. I have included some interviews, some extra interviews with developers, some spoiler interviews with James Dearden, uh, Techno Babylon, a spoiler interview with Mark Darren, where he could talk to the spoilers about The Walking Dead, and several others as well, with the spoiler interview with the developers of Interrogation, which you can only hear on Patreon. You'll also get the episodes early. Uh, speaking, speaking like the, this time is good. To, 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 no, I can finish that joke. Um, oh, <laughs> I, and, um, um, and then I will be uploading the full interview that we did for episode 100 over the next few weeks. Um, so you can hear, you can see who, who our special guest is because it's a hell of a guest. Oh, you know, I loved it. We, we don't usually, uh, you know, hype up too much, but I think people, just about everybody, will be interested. Oh, yeah. If you're an adventure interview. game lover, you're going to want to listen to this interview. Uh-huh. So it's KCCC19 saying, but who's it with? All will be revealed in time. All in due time. We will um, build up to it. Hopefully, we'll have are. other guests. Uh, sorry, Thomas. Hopefully, I mean, the three of us set up to discuss. I mean, we, all, we know what we're doing, how we're celebrating. All planned out. <coughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, we, will, we still need to discuss the three of us, how we celebrate. If anybody has any ideas, what you'd like us to do, 40, 100 episodes, let us know, or any guests, maybe any adventure game developers might drop in. We might speak to them, maybe. Uh, we'll have to discuss it ourselves to see what we can do. But yeah, so you get episodes early on Patreon if you, uh, if you sign up. Now, if you are not able to uh, support us on Patreon, that's completely fine. Another way you can help, and I need to probably ask this more, is you can rate us on Apple Podcasts and give us a review as well if you wish, because that would help us hugely. So if you do like this podcast and want to help support it, you can uh, help by writing review or rating. We've had some very positive reviews and um, already, so thank you to everyone who supported us who wrote a review. And, um, and yeah, I think that's, that's it. Sorry, Thomas, I interrupted you. Yeah, I, I was wondering because Laura uh, did a very cool interview with uh, one yes. of the developers of Escape from Monkey Island last week. And I believe we're also going to put that in the feed as a bonus yeah. episode. Yes, I'll put that up. It's up on my Twitch at the moment and I'll give, I'll give uh, Shosha the audio and you can listen to it um, as a podcast as well, as part of a podcast. So that sure, should be up that. shortly. It's Mike Stemley, the guy yes. who... Uh, help create Sam and Max along with Steve Purcell and also, as you said, Escape from Monkey Island. Yes, I just saw you on your uh, Twitch stream playing that game and I know, I know Escape from Monkey might not be people's favorite, but I will support this game. I enjoyed it. It's not perfect, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's <laughs> really the first it. adventure game I ever played. So. Yeah, and yeah. I'm still playing adventure games. And when, yeah. I, when I saw you playing it, I was filled with nostalgia that I wanted mm. to go back and play it again. <laughs> um, but yeah, so hopefully we can put it. Maybe we can put that up for next week's interview. I still have to see who who we put up. But yeah, maybe definitely. I'll, I'll and, and, uh, where where else can we uh, can we see slash hear you, Laura? Oh well, uh, obviously on Twitch. <laughs> and <laughs> Twitch. what is your Twitch TV? address for the for the people yeah. who are? twitch.tv forward slash cressup and when we've all got twitch now so yes. guys <laughs> say your say your username as well i'm cressup c-r-e-double-s-u-p and thomas i'm a genlock 36 g-e-n-l-o-c-k 36 and i am adventure games podcast <laughs> Very original, I, don't, I don't know if i'll be streaming games i might in the future but i 
I don't know because I do need to be concentrating on the games and I still I'm not going to make fun of Thomas you said you're stuck on games because as the two of you know I got stuck on Gone Home so I can't say anything Um, but maybe the three of us could play a game at the same time like we did with Gone Home and stream that that would be really interesting I'd say and we play Among Us on Sundays yes so that can be I might stream that as well you never know I might uh, exactly might do that so we all have three uh twitch streams and yeah so anybody listening to this and you for some reason want to watch us <laughs> streaming <laughs> talking about games you can feel free to join us because i think we'll be doing this every two weeks hopefully um and if not you can listen to it afterwards as always on the podcast so plenty to look forward to with the podcast episode 100 and still a lot of guests coming up and um do you guys know before we finish what uh, what games you're playing next or what you're playing now uh, I think I'm going to give a go of There Is No Game, which came highly recommended yes. from some of my followers. I, so look forward to that. I might play that as well, actually, because I'm yeah. finishing um, Bleeding Moons. I, the reason I didn't talk about it because I haven't finished it. I hope to finish it this weekend. And uh, and yeah, but I want to play There, there Is No Game or There Was No Game. That has been <laughs> recommended as well. That, there I, Is No Game. Is it There Is No Game? Yeah. Okay, well, there... <laughs> Maybe there also was no there game. There was no but... game. There might not be a game. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there's a game. There, there never was a game. game. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I will, uh, I will definitely play that as, as well. And, uh, and yes, and you, Thomas, um, what are you playing? Do I you... will be playing the last show of Mr. Chardish. Oh, nice. game where I talked about the demo, the last review episode that... Uh, I really enjoyed and uh, the game came out last week so I bought it and I will be playing that one and I will probably be playing some other stuff as well I have not decided yet uh, there's just I have so many games to play I know a lot of so because cool. also the Zinyu Adventure was released another game we're keeping an eye on I believe it's pronounced Zif Zniff is it? yeah thank you Laura okay I the I stand W is corrected. an F I stand corrected it's Polish isn't it? yes I think so well, as you can probably tell, my Polish is uh, not Rusty. good. But uh, thank you, Laura. So now be- before, before we finish, did I, don't know if I told you guys, before I went to Canada, I was taught that they had a president. But they told me that, no, we have a prime minister here. And at first I thought they were lying to me. But it turns out it's Trudeau. Uh, with that, uh, I think we should. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm sure people on Twitch liked it. <laughs> See, oh, I, I did tell you I was going to give a pun before we finished. Well done. So thank, thank you, guys. And thank you for everyone who made it to the end and, listened well and heard that amazing pun. So we'll be back in two weeks. We'll be back Sundays. We'll be streaming Among Us, which is a lot of fun. Where me and Thomas... Phasmophobia, too, in the, in the, in the Phasmophobia in the future. Yes, yes. we might give Sunday that a go <laughs> record scratch says kccc 90 but yeah we'll be, <laughs> <laughs> we'll be streaming where people were generally worried about me and thomas they thought that we'd fallen out oh <laughs> after the last haven't. among us <laughs> yeah people oh. generally thought that but i just saw you murdering people in front of me that's why i kept voting for you but... it's because i just can't murder you in real life so i'm uh, gonna do it in the game God. oh God. you're breaking my heart thomas and i know <laughs> I think that's uh, that's where we should leave it off then. So thank uh-huh. you so much, guys. Thank you to everyone who's been watching and thank you to, for listening. And we'll be back next week, hopefully with Mike Stemley. And then in two weeks again, the three of us uh, talking about adventure games again. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
you like the Adventure Games podcast, then please subscribe, rate, and review. Wherever you listen to podcasts, please leave a review on iTunes if you can, as every review helps, and reviews will help get the word out, especially for adventure game developers who appear on the podcast. Now, you can also follow me on social media. You can follow me on Twitter at Advent Game Pod. You can follow me on Facebook at Adventure Games Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Adventure Games Podcast as well. And we're also on Discord at Adventure Games Podcast. So if you are a Adventure Game developer or a Adventure Game player, you can follow us there. So again, please feel free to retweet and share podcast episodes and the podcast to people who you believe may enjoy it and you can also find more information about the podcast on www.adventuregamespodcast.com so until next time thank you Thank mm-hmm. you.